Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. My name is Josh. Neil, it's good to have you back. It's good to get this thing going again. You know what week it is? I am well aware of the week that it is. We've been waiting. You know for this what week. week it is. We've been waiting for this week for a long time. Uh, it's our favorite week of the year on the Shoot Your Thought podcast. We have a uh, Super Bowl draft, Super Bowl fantasy draft coming up later on in the show, uh, which we're going to get to very shortly. Uh, just what are your what are your feelings this week, Neil? What are your? It's a big week. Um... It's a little bittersweet, Josh, I got to say. Is it? Um, you know, the, the season's been great so far. Um, it has been a storybook season. It, well, I mean, it, I mean, it's it's great because it's Super Bowl week, right? It's the final week of the football season. Mm-hmm. And that is also the reason why it's a little sad mm-hmm. is because it's the final week of the football season. There's no more and football after this until... September. Yeah, we got to go three and a half months, four months, five months, whatever it is. I don't even whatever know. Whatever the math is. Whatever it is. It all seems like an eternity <laughs> without football. But in the meantime, we have basketball and hockey. Uh, the NBA trade deadline is today, mm-hmm. uh, which means there are trades happening as we speak. There are, you know, coaches, management talking with other coaches and management. Uh, so far, we've had. Um, would you call it a splash? Would you call it a uh, a ripple? I think, you know, last year was in the NBA, there was, I think it was the most trades ever made um, in the history of the trade deadline. So it's because, you know, we're, we're used to the NHL trade deadline and deadline day fanatics and theatrics and, and all of the moves that come with it. And we're starting to see that early on today. I'm here, we're recording at 1140 a.m., uh, our local time here and there's already been some crazy deals happening so let's talk about a little yeah. bit about that right we want to talk focus in on the raptors specifically mm-hmm. we what, are toronto based sports podcast what in the blue hell are the raptors doing they're trying to collect all of the canadians in the nba they uh they just acquired kelly alinek this morning who is a toronto native uh, he will be, I guess, backing up Jakob Pertl as a center. Um, I'm not really sure how he's going to fit onto this team and what we're building here, but um, I'm excited to have another Canadian. I think he, he does have a lot of promise when given the opportunity. Uh, but what we did give up for him is... Okay. Um, let me break this down for you. Break it down, Neil. Let me... I've got a thought. I'm going to shoot it. <clears throat> I don't think I think he's going to get traded again today. Today, I think the the move uh, that Masai made, uh, obviously sending the latest first round pick that he acquired in the Pascal Siakam trade, it's probably going to end up being like a 29th overall. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So it's going to be a late, late, late first round pick um, for Kelly Olynyk and. I think it's Achai Agbaji or something like that. Whatever, however you pronounce that name. But he was drafted 14th overall two years ago. And Masai Ujiri has been really high on that guy for a long time. And I think that's what the piece is that he was looking for in that deal. So I think 
Olenek was was a throw in, but obviously he's a prominent name in that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, That's, so sending, I mean, when when we got the notification, that was Olenek to Raptors, and that was exactly. Name, right? I think it's a smart move by Masai. If you keep Olenek, he's a stretch big that can back up, play multiple positions, back up the center. Sorry, um, it's an asset that can help the Raptors if they want to make a push for the play-in tournament, right? Like the play-in position, mm-hmm. but. It's also, they're looking for the future, right? Like, they're also trying to stockpile young talent. Mm-hmm. So, getting a guy who was drafted 14th or all, overall two years ago, who shows a lot of promise, who is who who is almost the identical mold of what OG Ananobi was a few years ago, mm-hmm. then why don't you make that move? And look at the Knicks. Like, look at what they've been doing with OG Ananobi. I mean, OG Ananobi's a little bit injured right now, so he hasn't been playing recently, but they've been on a winning streak since they got him. Yeah. Because they know how to use him. So we definitely, the Raptors, I mean, we've seen that the Raptors have lost, what, 12 of the last 15 games that they've played? Like, yeah. It's, we've seen, you know, the the growing pains of this team, but, you know, it's, it's almost an entirely new team, right? So, like... Raptors currently have the sixth best odds uh, to land first overall next year. We have the sixth worst record in the nba mm-hmm. um i don't think that the raptors are gonna take the other direction and try and make the play in no i don't i don't think um, they should. i think the trade a lot of people are obviously seeing kelly and Linick acquired after the rj barrett acquisition and thinking oh my god here we go all canada they're gonna make a run it's not like we're gonna go out and try and acquire shea gilgis and jamal murray how fucking cool would that be that'd be fucking amazing mm-hmm. but I mean, this is it's still a good deal on paper. You know, getting rid of some bums that we weren't having playing any minutes, like Otto Porter, Kira Lewis, and then trading them to a Utah team. For It doesn't make any sense why Utah would trade those players either. You know what I mean? It's a very fishy deal. So looking on Twitter right now, and everyone's like, why is Toronto doing that? Why is Utah doing that? doesn't make any sense. Um, some people are saying Olenek was meant to be traded to the Clippers, so maybe that's a deal that we could see happen. You know? Do you think um, the Raptors are kind of like the younger brother of the NBA, where like you know they're not really invited to to you know the the hangouts of like all these big trade talks, but they kind of like try to ease their way in. What do you mean? Like the the Raptors, they're they're not really like. When was the last time the Raptors made a big deal like Kawhi Leonard, right? Well, they made two big deals in the last month. Right, trading OG and trading Pascal, I think it doesn't move the needle as much as a Kawhi Leonard trade does, but it it, it it's still a prominent trade in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like Pascal is an All Star year after year, right? Yeah. OG Ananobi is uh, one of the best lockdown defensemen and spot up three point shooter in the NBA, right? Like, mm-hmm. look at you just mentioned like what he's doing for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know that, but they're giving those players away. They're not bringing anyone to the table. They're bringing, yeah, they're sure they're bringing first round picks and they're bringing like a future yeah. here. But like, the last time they made they, a trade to like win that year was Kawhi Leonard. I look at the um, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, for the last couple of years, have been trading away and trading away and trading away, just stockpiling draft picks. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. What is their record right now? best in the nba isn't it name outside of shea gilgis name another player on that team chet holmgren josh giddy lou dort did they trade for those players 
No, they drafted him. That's what I mean. It's just that team is a great mold for what I think the Raptors are trying to do. I think we've talked about the OKC Thunder on this podcast, like maybe like last year or the year before, talking yeah. about how like the the OKC had at one point like 17 draft picks over the next like two years. Yeah. And now we're seeing those draft picks on the floor and yeah. we're seeing how good their their system is where yeah. they're the one of the best records in the NBA. Raptors are really good with developing homegrown talent. We know that. We saw what they did with Freddie. We saw what they did with Pascal, Jakob Pertl, OG. Like we see the development system in place. We don't need to be going out and trading for, you know, old vets mm-hmm. that might have one or two years left in them. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying Kawhi Leonard is that. He delivered on his trade for that one year that he played for us. He delivered a championship, yeah. Uh, but the mold is there. Like we can develop, we can, you know, we can draft our own players, develop them into stars like we have in the past. And I think that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. The cycle is just restarting. Uh, okay, so you actually did make a trade today. Did you see it? I see that. <clears throat> I don't know why. I don't know. Like they have a unit that's like pretty, pretty impenetrable. Like how, where does, so they traded for Gordon Hayward today. Who's been injured? <clears throat> excuse me. Who's been injured for the past what month, month and a half? Um, are they are they drafting him? Or sorry, are they trading for him to to kind of like back up and show some like seniority and some like the veteran presence? Like, what are your initial thoughts on that? I think it's a great move for OKC. I think. Um, but where does he fit in? Where does Gordon Hayward fit into that system? So when you go into the playoffs, <laughs> the best teams that. You know, obviously the top teams that have the best chance are those that have the depth. Mm-hmm. You look at the Boston Celtics. Their starting five is fantastic, but their bench is even greater. You know what I mean? Like even when you don't lose, yeah. you don't, and fantastic, exactly. Yeah. More fantastic, fantastic her. Mm-hmm. Um, their bench, you don't, when a starter comes off and a, a bench player comes in, you don't lose anything, mm-hmm. right? Like you still have a great system in place. Depth is what wins championship, right? Like LeBron and AD can't do it themselves. When they come off the floor, who's coming on, right? So I look at that. When you have your guards come off, like Giddy, when you have uh, Shea come off, who needs to step in? And this is why this move is so good for OKC because this guy right here, Gordon Hayward, can play a guard position. He can play with the ball in his hands. He can play with the ball out of his hands. He can play... He, I think he fits that system really well. And whether it's just a rental or not, I think this is a great move for OKC. He's an older player as well. He brings that that you know seniority and that leadership into the locker room. That's a young locker room. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for that team. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I think OKC is, is understanding that they're going to make a deep run in this playoffs mm-hmm. this year. So they need to have that, that veteran presence. They need to have that like bench mentality. You know, you look back to the 2019 Raptors, and you know we're seeing all the images of like, oh, now that team is no longer like in Toronto, and like you know the only person left is Chris Boucher, but that bench mob was probably one of the biggest reasons we won that championship. Yeah. So Twitter right now is blowing up saying that the Thunder fleeced the Hornets on this trade for Gordon Hayward. So I mean, uh, yeah, the Hornets didn't really get anything back, did they? David Bertans and Trey Mann. So they gave up absolutely nothing. None of their core. No yeah. draft picks. Mm-mm. 
no young players for a player who's an impact player. You know, I expected the Lakers to make a move like this, mm-hmm. but here it is. Do you think the, the Lakers are going to make a move? I think they have to. <coughs> Do you think they go and get DeMar DeRozan? I think the GM needs to step up and, and do something here. The thing is about the Lakers is that their financial cap system is so handicapped by the two massive contracts they have on the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but the time's ticking for LeBron. He's He's getting older. You know, I sent you a little post the other day saying the Raptors should try and acquire LeBron James. Yeah, you did send that. And I just kind of just like didn't even barely finish the video. I was like, get out of here with this. Or even better, the Raptors should just draft Draft Bronny and then have LeBron come play with him. Exactly. I mean, crazier things have happened. Raptors are in a great position. They have the picks in the first round. They could do it. They should do it. And then LeBronto... I don't know. Still life. Okay, so at the end of all this, do you think the Raptors are throwing in the towel on the season? At they won their 19th game last night, so 19 and 33. They're 14 games under 500. I don't think I've ever seen Masai throw in the towel, but I think that's what's happening this year. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> still try to win, but they're they're gonna develop their core in the meantime. Like we're seeing Grady yeah. Dick getting playing time that he's never gotten before. Like, and we're seeing him thrive on the floor. So, I mean, like, I think this is the perfect time to see what we have, to see the players that we have in our bench right now, to see the potential that we have going forward. That's what OKC did, and now now look at OKC. Yeah, I mean, this this is certainly a transitional year for the Raptors. We'll see if there's any other moves. We're three hours away from the, the deadline, so let's see what happens. We'll see. Should we move on to our main events of the episode? Yeah, I mean, it is the week. Of the Super Bowl. It's the week of the Super Bowl. We've got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, The game that, uh, you know, everyone kind of hoped wouldn't happen. We saw Detroit Lions have their their incredible run. We saw Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens have their incredible run. Everyone predicted or, you know, set the NFL scripted and they're going to have uh, the Ravens versus the 49ers. And, you know, we saw the clip of the, you know, the local news station accidentally, like, say, oh, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Baltimore Ravens. This mm-hmm. was, like, back in January. Uh, but the reality is the Chiefs have made it to another Super Bowl. They are facing the San Francisco 49ers. Neil, what are your predictions off the bat? I don't know. Like, this is... I, I'm... <laughs> You know, Patrick Mahomes came out earlier this week and said he is okay being the villain um, if that means him continuing to be in the Super Bowl and having success. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is a villain in any in any right. You know what I mean? Patrick Mahomes will be one day the greatest quarterback of all time. He's already building his resume towards that. You will think he you think he will be better than Tom Brady eventually. With the with with what he has his supporting cast around him for him to take a mediocre team such as that an aging Travis Kelsey, who's lost not one, not two, but three steps. Kadarius Tony isn't even on this team anymore. Who has feet for hands, but he is coming into the season. He was a number one wide receiver on this team. MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling can't catch a fucking beach ball. 
who else is on this team? Rashi Rice was drafted, and he's a rookie, and he shows a lot of promise, but he's still a rookie, right? Like, Pacheco has been obviously thrusted into a bigger role than he can probably handle, hence he keeps getting injured every other week. But he is a, a big reason why this team is in the Super Bowl. The defense has showed up this year, and I think that's what's most important um, for this team in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, against the 49ers, who are a juggernaut. I'm surprised that there are only two-point favorites in this game because the Kansas City D is the only thing that, if I were the, the, the 49ers, that's the only thing I'm worried about. I'm not worried about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is building his resume as the greatest of all time. And if he can beat the 49ers in this game, mm. I will look at him as one step above Tom Brady. Yeah. Already. Because that would be his third Super Bowl <laughs> ring. Right? How many does Tom have? Six? Six, yeah. It's halfway there. You know, like, I think, I don't know. My prediction is the the, the Super Bowl will go down um, as a fantastic Super Bowl again. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think the 49ers come out on top. That's my prediction. Yes. Um, I don't think it's hard to to predict the 49ers taking this one. Um, just from top to bottom, like, every single position that they have is, is you know, filled with probably the best – Positional players in the NFL, like even their defense is just like almost unstoppable. So I, I don't see the Chiefs overcoming that. Um, I'm excited to to actually, you know, before I say anything, let's go into who you think is the Super Bowl MVP. Actually, you know, what? do you want me to answer first since I was about to go ahead? Uh, Super Bowl MVP is going to go to Christian McCaffrey. OK, I think he is the heart and soul of the 49ers. Uh, he's been healthy this entire season. Um, despite like some, I think there was one game maybe where he couldn't play, um, but he's wanted to be out here and you've, you've seen the frustration on his face every single time, every single down that he's not able to be out there. You know, he's getting like his, his neck massage on the, on the sidelines because he literally, I don't know if you saw the game last week, <coughs> but he literally landed on his head for, for one of the plays. Like he got tackled and he landed yeah, he on his head and then, then he was upset that he couldn't be on the next down. Because he had to get, you know, his neck, you know, put back into place, I guess. Um, but I think uh, with all the years that he's gone through, you know, the Carolina Panthers, um, all those years of, of being on such mediocre teams and not going far, not going places, he's finally on a team where he can do something, um, he can make a difference, and he has the weapons around him. So I think Christian McCaffrey wins Super Bowl MVP. I, this is really interesting. I'm just kind of looking and seeing what analysts – and the public are predicting here, and it's astounding. Um, more than three quarters of the public are predicting a Chiefs win. Really? Um, and predicting Patrick Mahomes to be MVP. I. That's the easy answer. That's, <coughs> that's the, the easy, easy answer, yeah. I'm going to take a dark horse here. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Brock Purdy as MVP. Really? Um, the way he's played was on a an MVP caliber level this yeah. year. And like he was in the talks for MVP <clears throat> yeah. for the majority of the season. Mm-hmm. He stayed healthy, he's made big plays, he's had a few rookie mistakes. Yeah. Keep in mind that he's only 24 and this is his second season in the N- in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And that's the level he's playing at. And I think He's going to have a big game, and he's going to connect. This is my prediction. I don't want to give – actually, you know what? I'm not going to say who he's going to connect with 
too often in this game because we're doing our because we're doing our draft draft right after but i think brock purdy's gonna get it done this year in the super bowl we could see it he's been putting his body on the line we saw last season when he uh you know was injured in that game i think it was a wild card game where he was injured and he he literally he was out there though even though he couldn't throw um which was very you know disheartening to see but they're in the super bowl this year and they are the favorites. Um, I can't believe you have this question in here. Will Taylor Swift make the game, Neil? You think? <laughs> you think Taylor Swift is going to be there? <clears throat> you tell me. She's doing a show the day before in Japan. It's two nights before in Japan. It's it's the Super Bowl. If Taylor Swift isn't at the Super Bowl, the media world will go crazy because they'll be so like you're oh saying she's gonna be there. okay travis kelsey's you know i hate i hate that this isn't even a question on our show um on our podcast but the taylor you the, the world in? is taylor Swift crazy and i had this conversation with claire at home and we almost got into an argument about it because <laughs> i said i was like what taylor swift is doing to the game of football sucks for football because it takes away from, and she, you said this. I said that. Okay. I don't like what she's doing for football. I, I like the exposure that is creating. Uh huh. But when you, when you boil it down, she's actually not that. It's the the camera doesn't pan to her for that much of the game. The game itself is only, it played for what, forty minutes, forty five minutes. Yeah. Right. Like that's how much time you actually see on the you, field. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um. So again, I don't know. I don't like that that's even a question in here. You know, what about the other spectators in the crowd? Yeah, exactly. Right? Are they going to pan? so many famous people at this game. Yeah. I disagree. I, I, You know what? I can see both sides. I, I can see, you know, people arguing that, you know, what Taylor Swift is doing to the game. I don't think Taylor Swift is doing anything, though. I think it's the, you know, ESPN, your your CB, CBS, your ABC, all these these broadcasting companies that are seeing her at the game and are like, how do we reach the biggest, the widest demographic possible? How do we include, you know, every kind of spectator for this game? How do we get the most viewership? And that is showing Taylor Swift and exploiting Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is just there to see Travis Kelsey, right? Like she's not, she's there to, to be a football fan. She's there to, to watch the game. Like all of us would love to be in a box watching the game. And she's, she's just there to, to, to watch it and all of these broadcasting stations are, are throwing her face on as many camera angles as they possibly can and people need somewhere to direct their anger at, and they're not going to direct their anger at like abc or cbs or espn yeah. they're going to direct their anger at the person who's literally on the screen which is taylor swift so i don't know if it's fair what they're like i I can kind of see both angles, but I don't think you should direct your anger at Taylor Swift. I think you should direct your anger at the broadcasting networks. Okay. It's a great take. If that makes sense. Uh, Usher's performing the halftime show. Yeah. A lot of people don't even know who Usher is. What do you mean they don't know who Usher is? You think think the worldwide population knows who Usher is? They fucking should. He changed the game. He's the reason why Justin Bieber is famous right now. You ask someone from Gen Z who Usher is and name five Usher songs. Do you think they can do it? They could say, yeah, the song, yeah. And that's it, probably. Wow. Wow. But uh, I don't think he starts with that song. I don't think he starts with that song at all. I think 
if we're doing because you, do you even know five usher songs like I, of course i grew up i had confessions part two the album well cd because i grew up with cds um yeah i'm pretty sure i still have it somewhere but oh i fucking love that when he sang my boo with alicia keys oh that shit if alicia keys comes out for the super bowl performance i will lose my shit i will lose my shit do you think anyone's gonna come out for his performance I don't know. Someone always, always. The only performers I think I've seen recently at the Super Bowl that no one came out was The Weeknd. Um, no one came I out th- for Rihanna. <clears throat> You're right. You're right. They did a solo performance. Mm-hmm. I think Usher will. Um, I think he has to. I think Usher brings out Justin Bieber. No. I think he might. I don't think he Because uh, that's his... That's his... That's his protege. Yeah. His protege, right? Yeah. I think Bieber might make an appearance. Um, I would love to see Alicia Keys come out and do a duet of your favorite song of all time. Yep. Um, I, I fear that if that song is performed together, then I might have to hear your vocals to that song. Oh, you will. Um, yeah. Uh, Neil and I are watching the Super Bowl together, so yes, you will hear <laughs> your vocals for probably every song that he sings. To be quite honest with you. Um, but yeah, is, is that your prediction for first song? Is my boo? No, uh, my prediction for first song is Without You. Without You? Yep. With David Guetta? Yep. So maybe it brings out David Guetta. I think listening to that song, he he might. I mean, listening to that song, listening to how that song starts, it's the perfect way to start a Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. I think he starts, he doesn't start on the stage. I think he starts somewhere else. I think he eventually makes his way to the stage when the beat drops in that song. Okay, that's your prediction. Um, For yourself? There's so many songs. There's my uh, Let It Burn. There's obviously um, my Boo. I think he's going to start with uh, You Remind Me. Really? Yeah. I think he has to start with a song. that is like an iconic song. I know, but I think he has to start with a song that's like universally understood as like a a pump-up song. You know what I mean? You remind me. You remind me of a girl that I used to know. I don't know. We'll see. Our, that's uh, that's we're gonna what have, we're... We're going to have, uh, you know, obviously some chats about this. But why don't we um, get into our football draft? Let's get into our draft. Okay. So every year we do what? 150? 150. No, 100 or 50. Not 150. <laughs> 100 or 50. I thought you were trying to up the ante here. But, <laughs> like, geez. Uh, what you, it's up to you. What do you want to do? Let's do 50. All right. Times are tough right now. <laughs> Let's do 50. 50 it is. Um, I will allow you to have first pick as well. Oh, really? I think I had first pick last year. I think you've had first pick in every single year that we've done this. Sure. And I'll you show you. You want first pick? Um, yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, I'll take it. I already know who you're having, and I wasn't going to have him, so I'll take. You don't know who I'm having. You're, let's just do rock, paper, scissors then. All right. Let's make it easy. Best out of right. three? Yeah. Or do you want to just do one? It's up to you. Let's just That's, do one. But rock, paper, just scissors, one. shoot. Rock, paper, just scissors, one. shoot. Yeah. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a... Okay, fine. You can take it. You can take the one. No, we'll redo that. We'll redo that. Okay, so you, rock, paper, scissors, dropping. shoot. You're dropping after Have you never played scissors? rock, paper, scissors, Neil? Rock, yeah, paper, scissors, just, shoot. All I know is rock, paper, scissors, and you go on, on rock, paper, scissors, and then drop on No, you scissors. go on rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, ready? Rock, paper, scissors. No. 
See, that's what I just did, <laughs> though. Oh, my. No, rock, paper, that. scissors, and then shoot. So you go rock, paper, scissors, okay. shoot. Okay, when so you four, do your thing. four. Yes. Four all day. Wow. On the Shoot Your Thought podcast, we are learning how to play rock, paper, scissors. Well, obviously, there's two ways to do this, I guess this, there's two right? ways. Like, and I did it that way first, yeah, and fair. you didn't. And I didn't. All right. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay, we're done. We're done here. We're done. I've had it. I've had it with this. You can go first, Neil. I'll take Christian McCaffrey. Jesus. All right, throw him in there. That's actually not who I was going to pick. You weren't taking McCaffrey first. I was not. I'll put in my pick right here, actually. Debo Samuel first. I think he's going to have a massive game. Debo Samuel is Um, my first pick. That's uh, a great pick. For my team. Uh, so we've got Chris McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Neil, go ahead. Uh, I don't know what to do here. Um, it's tricky when there's only two people and there's two teams. That it is. From, you know? uh, and I can snake you really, really hard here um, yeah, by taking can. someone in my flex. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to do. Sure. I'm going to take Isaiah Pacheco. Okay, well, really, there's only one other person that we can take here. And that person is probably going to see a few downs in this game. Uh, so I'm not going to pick him right now. Who, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, Elijah yeah. Mitchell. Um, or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. No, Clyde Edwards is not. CH is not going to see anything here. Uh, ooh, okay. Um, this is also tricky. Uh, I'm going to do... I'm going to do a tight end here. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey as my, wow. my second pick. That's a big one. You I'm know gonna he's going to get receptions. We're doing PPR. Too. Yeah, we have to. Um, I think that's a good pick there. I think he's going to see a lot of receptions. Um, so I've got to combat that. I love that so we're cool. watching this game together and we can we can see our fantasy team on the, on the screen. I really wanted Kelsey too. That's... Unfortunately, I mean, there's only really see. This is where the tricky part comes in because there's only two teams to pick from, so we know there's there's one other tight end that you can pick from. Yeah. Um, however, I don't have a flex, so you don't have a flex. No, that you're right. Uh, I'm gonna go Rushy Rice here. Okay. I mean, what other options does does Patrick Mahomes kind of have? Really? I don't. I have no idea. He doesn't really have much going on there, so. I, I know I, I respect that decision. Um, I'm going to go with someone who I think is also going to have a big game. Wow. In my flex. I mean, you snaked me <laughs> by taking the second big running back in your flex wow. position. I'm you, taking the second big tight end in my flex position. So I have Travis Kelsey and George. You've quickly Hill. evened the odds here. I've leveled the playing field here, Neil. Wow, that's incredible. Yep. Um, okay, um, well done. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well done. I did not see that coming. Okay. I've underestimated your skill and yeah, mine. Most people do, Neil. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, 1A, or sorry, I guess you can call it 1B receiver mm-hmm. in uh, San Francisco. Hang on. Do I even once want you, to once do you him? figure out how to how to do it there. Uh, so the 1B, uh, while Neil's looking up his his research or whatever, the 1B is Brandon Ayuk, um, whether or not he chooses to go not, for him here. Well, I know it's Brandon Ayuk, but I'm also trying to figure out who a tight end is that I can pick. Who a tight end is that you can pick. <laughs> I'm not going to take I'm a gonna, third tight end, okay? So you got you some might, time to figure it you out. You might. 
I, I, I don't think I'm going to be doing that, so take okay. your time with picking. Brandon All right, Ayuk. so Brandon Ayuk is, uh, is there. Uh, I guess we're not doing kickers here. Did you want to do a kicker? Do you want to do a kicker? Let's yeah, let's, kicker. let's add it in. Let's add a kicker in there. Um, that's not going to change uh, what I'm going to do here. <laughs> really wanting to go for a kicker, just like in real life fantasy drafts here. Yeah, I'm honestly looking early. up other wide receivers on the Chiefs. And it's literally just Rashi Rice. There's not a whole lot of else going There's on. There's MBS. Here. There's uh, Justin Watson. There's MBS had one reception. No, hang on. I'm looking at the wrong game. Uh, Interesting. Uh, Alrighty, I'm gonna just pick uh, my wide receiver here. Let's go with Sky Moore. I don't. I think I'm gonna let you have that one back. I don't think he's playing. I think he's still injured. I don't think he is. I'm looking at it right now. Is he playing? I don't think Sky Moore is injured right now. Is he? I'm fairly certain he is. He's been sitting out the last like couple games. Really? Yeah. Prove it. Yeah, he's on IR. Really? Then what other wide 13. receivers are in this game? MVS. All right, I'll take MVS here. I okay. To be you fair, might have I, a big game. I think Sky Moore is a better player than MVS. But if Sky Moore is actually injured right now, what it boils down to is will MVS have a bigger game than whatever scrub tight end I put literally. in? Literally, that's <laughs> no literally idea. what our our matchup is going to boil down to here. Um, and it's 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 you know who's to say? Uh, Neil, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna go and fuck. I don't want to do this. This is tricky. This is where we get to the tricky part of it. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. All right. Even all right. though I said I wanted Brock Purdy. You did say you waiting. wanted Brock yeah, Purdy. I know. Uh, I'm going to go with the San Fran D. <laughs> to combat Patrick Mahomes. To combat Patrick Mahomes. Because every okay. time Patrick Mahomes gets sacked or something happens you know, to that offensive line... I think San Fran's gonna gonna jump on them. So this is we're getting to the tricky part here, because uh, Neil. So you still have no quarterback, no wide, no running, no back, running back, no kicker, and I'm still missing a tight end and a kicker and a defense. I think you have to, to do some research to see what kind of tight ends are available to you right now. I'm gonna go Dick Butt Licker um, at kicker. All right, all right, that's fair. Uh, I mean, now is the time. I mean, now is as good a time as any. I'm going to take Eli Mitchell. I mean... Yeah, you are. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I don't think, has a game at all. I think it's it's going to come down to how many snaps does uh, Christian McCaffrey snit up, sit out in this game, and I think that's going to be where Elijah Mitchell comes in. So Put in my tight end there. You put in your tight end. Noah Gray... The uh, I mean, you know what? Injuries happen all the time. Um, the guy that looks like Travis Kelsey on the field sometimes makes some catches. Sometimes makes some catches. Uh, you know, I, I think he might have a reception in this game. So we'll see. It's good for one point. We will see. I'm going to throw in Brock Purdy. Now is as good a time as any. Uh, and Neil, you can it's quite obvious here. Pick I have whatever defense you want here. The referees. <laughs> 
Referees have a very good chance of, of pulling out the win in this game. Uh, I'm going to go with Jake Moody. Uh, all right, so that's our teams. Uh, I'm going to read off my team. I got Brock Purdy at quarterback. Eli Mitchell is my running back. Wide receiver, wide receiver, Debo Samuel and MVS. Not crazy about it. Travis Kelsey is my tight end. Flex is George Kittle. San Fran D and Jake Moody as my kicker. Neil, why don't you read off your team? I've got Patrick Mahomes, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Rashi Rice, Brandon Ayuk, Noah Gray, Isaiah Pacheco, Kansas City D, as well as the referees. As well as the referees, yep. And uh, Butker at kicker. Those are our teams. We got $50 on the line. Do you want to shake on it? Make it official? It's official. All righty. We will see what happens in the Super Bowl. I hope you all enjoy your Super Bowl outing weekends, uh, whatever uh, traditions you have, whatever food you have. I hope it's all great. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 